0: This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars at www.idealspine.com, or you can reach us by phone at 800-346-5146. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred Domenico of Elite Coaching, phone number 253-851-8353, www.elitecoachingllc.com, as well as postrico.com. We have a new iPhone app out there, and since you guys are listening to iTunes, I suggest you browse over to the iTunes uh, directory and type in Posture Screen Mobile. We have the first ever posture screening application out of all 300,000 applications on iTunes. Best of all, it's free. So, Posture Screen Mobile is your choice for everything from in-office to your spinal screenings. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started.
1: Welcome. Another evening with Chiropractic Tonight, and my name is Dr. Fred Domenico of Elite Coaching. Chiropractic Unite is also with Dr. Dean Harrison, who won't be with us tonight, but we do have Dr. Joe Ferrantelli.
0: Yeah, I might actually Uh, speak a little
1: bit more. Well, yeah, there you go, you might have a chance. Anyway, you know, Joe and I were talking about this, and we just came back from the CBP seminar in Anaheim. So it's the posture and x-ray, which is a great place to start with CBP, and uh, such a unique evaluation and and thorough evaluation of posture and x-ray. And, you know, I usually speak there at lunch, and the one thing that I usually find, Joe, and you can probably, you probably understand this too, is you go over so much research, and CBP covers, hey, if you have a, you know, a 30-degree curve in your neck, when you look at the graphs and the studies, and anything 30 degrees or over, they don't have pain, under 30 degrees, or 20 degrees associated with chronic pain, kyphosis associated with disability, and all these research studies on back pain, and neck pain, and headaches, and and all these things and then you have this intense biomechanical analysis and the challenge is the doctors go back and that's how they talk to their patients. Yep. And that can be frustrating because then you're focusing on the patient's pain and that's such a temporary thing that we ha- you wanna fix their posture. Your intention is to get a full spine correction but how do you get a person from back pain into full spine correction predictably for 60 to 90 visits and paying you what it's worth. You know, it can't can't necessarily be all stats. Right. I know that you talk to a lot of guys, these guys too. So, and Joe, you have Posture Co and, you know, Posture Ring, you have that phone app. And now with the technology that you're bringing in here, heck, you can run into somebody in a grocery store. And what's that two minute elevator speech that you can take a picture on your phone, and then, bam, have
0: that person in for an appointment. Right. So, yeah, you, you know what, what's ironic about this, that you're talking about being anywhere, anytime, and sorry to cut you off, Fred, but while I'm thinking about it, I was actually, before that Anaheim seminar, I'm not even sure if you realize this, I was one of those nuts that stood online at the South Coast Plaza for Apple with another 1,000 people, standing online for my iPhone, I mean, my iPad too. right? Of course, I got them. And uh, Dr. Harrison's a little upset because I, was... I promised one for somebody else, one of my employees. And uh, so Deed lost out. So I heard about it all seminar, just did you. But what was neat about that <laughs> was here I am in front of all these people. So guess what I start doing with my iPhone app? I start screening people in oh, yeah. line <laughs> at, the, at the Apple store. Uh, and it was so, yeah, it was so cool that it, what, what I was doing is I was, I was actually. Uh, sending people to their their closest doctor because there was there was people from all around. So on the app you can you can search cbppatient.com for a local uh, cbp doctor. So I was punching in zip codes. I must have sent out about ten referrals to people. And uh, talking about getting into the community, it was it was kind of interesting. But uh, sorry to cut you off there. I, I just had to say it while it was on my mind. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, as far as uh, with going with the... Uh, well,
1: that's okay. Nice purpose and passion.
0: Yeah, it was It was very, very... I mean, I almost thought to myself, wait a minute. I'm slowing down in practice. I, I kind of miss this stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Well, and you know, more people should have that purpose. And then, you know, we say your purpose... And the size of your practice is definitely related to your conviction and your purpose and your ability to tell the truth. When the truth is bigger than the person standing in front of you, then you're not going to water down that message. Yep. And that's really it. That truth comes from your heart. And that's the thing about uh, you know, CBP and actually correcting the spine is it's, you know, we have a traditional traditional chiropractic is a segmental wrap. And to really fix the spine, it's and you know it's not segmental. Segmental approaches don't predictably change curves. It's global structures and and whole curve shift. You know we talked about on um, one of these podcasts about a month ago about whiplash trauma and how it shows that whole curves shift during a whiplash. Yep. And In, indeed, brought that up this weekend, showing X rays. There are segmental subluxations that can be coupled with regional subluxation, like whole curves shift, and then you have have retros or antros, so you have segmental uh, ligamentous strain within a whole regional subluxation pattern. Right. So, you know, it's not just a segmental wrap, and to go through and fix the spine, you have to transcend that segmental subluxation, traditional, you know, chiropractic wrap. The principle is the same. But the communication has to change. And it's got to be something bigger than back pain.
0: Right. Well, when I was, you know, it was interesting because, you know, I haven't been out in the community like that in quite some time. And the, the, the response that I got from like seven out of ten of them was, oh, I I, I tried a chiropractor. Yeah, I felt temporarily better. He wanted to keep see me forever, but he couldn't show me that he was doing anything. He couldn't show me any changes. So obviously that's when I stepped in and said, well, you know what? I'm more like an orthodontist to the general dentistry profession. And I showed actual changes before and after because I happen to have, you know, some on my phone of before and afters because I had a PowerPoint on my iPhone. And, you know, nice. w- went, went, yeah, I'm kind of crazy like that. Yeah. And so I, you know, in impromptu. And when I could show case after case that I had predictable changes, what I got back was, well, you know what, they looked at my posture to get me in the office but then they didn't do anything to fix it. They didn't give me any exercise, didn't give me any traction, I felt better, but then I really didn't know why I was going back. And I quit care. And that was seven out of 10. The other three, guess what? They were seeing local chiropractors and they were CBP doctors, and two of them were your clients. Nice. Yeah, in the Orange County area, that's what all I'll say. So nice. it, it was kind of interesting on how that came back. I acted like I didn't know who they were at first until I, I showed them on the uh, CBP patient.com list when I was going through it on the, uh, on my phone. It was quite kind of interesting, but you know, that was the thing that these doctors are selling them on posture, even if it's a Sam unit, you know, they're, that's what they always look at in the screening, but then they don't do anything about it. And then of course the, the, the clients and the, or the patients are going to feel like they got gypped because they don't have any predictable changes.
1: Right, and I think that's time, and that's what this Chiropractic United is about, is really helping people take responsibility. You know, and the thing is, there's lots of management groups out there. There's more and more management groups now that are gravitating towards CBP, and even Pettibon, and, and even Dennis Wogan's clear that, you know, more management groups are recommending this thing. And the challenge is, if you don't really do it, a, a traditional segmental wrap doesn't match the technique. So you're given a segmental wrap and then you're trying to change curves and you got to have something bigger. Mm -hmm. And so you got to get past the mechanics and the number one rule, there's three words that really help you is the number one rule in creating influence. There's three words and that's know your audience. Mm -hmm. You got to know your audience anytime in a talk or with a patient. I mean, they're bank tellers or real estate brokers or, you know, to give a biomechanical ROF, you got to keep it simple and keep it pure and tell that truth in a way that they can understand. Yeah. And the key to, go ahead.
0: Yeah. I was going to say it was, I knew my audience there in the Apple store and the Apple lines because obviously they all sit in front of computers either as a hobby or as at work. So it was easy for me to bring in posture there with a the degradation of posture over time sitting in a chair.
1: Well, and this is where you know in elite coaching because we built a management system around the technique. Yep. Pain into posture. Mm-hmm. And the faster they get a global picture. And that- okay, so the key here is you got to get them from pain to posture in the first three minutes. Otherwise, they're going to be stuck on their pain. So, the first thing is you got to move one step at a time. First of all. It's just like in radiology in school. You have to know normal radiology before you know abnormal. So, hey, here's how the body works. Brain controls all the functions of the body, sends energy down the spinal cord. You can say the spinal cord is like a fire hose, like a waterfall. And, you know, It runs energy down through the spinal cord, through all the nerves or organs, and that's what keeps your organs healthy. Now, do you understand that? See, that's where you got to check in with them. Let's make yep. sure you understand that. And then we'll go into subluxation. Now, because of trauma or stresses – the bones shift out of place. Okay? So now they don't understand that word. So to help people understand something, you have to couple it with something that's familiar. So what's the subluxation like? It's like a dimmer switch on a wall, a dam in a river. Shuts the energy down. Now that nerve's not going to get energy to the organs, and the organs going to progressively weaken and degenerate. The thing with CBP docs and, and biomechanics and even a lot of chiropractors is they stop at the spine. Yep. In other words, here's your subluxation. The key is it's got to go spine, nerve, organ, spine, nerve, organ. You got to get to the organ. Right. And the thing, you know, I talked about this in Anaheim. The American public pays more and more money out of pocket. Yep. And just like what, you know, those people in line said, they didn't do anything to change it. And does that curve represent health? You know, those people, if they'd been, not properly, not to dog on the chiropractors, but they should have said, you know what? I was looking for the changes, or how come they didn't mention health problems? Right. You know, Did they say, yeah, my allergies went away, or, you know, I was looking to get a healthy spine so my body could be healthy for the rest of my life. Where was that
0: connection between spine and organ? Well, it was all pain-based. When I was speaking to them, they said, yeah, it was my pain was gone. I didn't know I, I kept going back to them. So I tried to make the connection for them because obviously the chiros didn't do it before me. Well, and here's the real key. You know, We talk about subluxation and every chiropractor can talk
1: segment. The key is saying, hey, subluxations do two things. Well, not only that, but a subluxation, you say, could either be a segment, an individual vertebrae shifting out of place, or it can be a whole region of the spine that shifts out of place. And that's the key right there for you guys listening. It's a segment, it's an individual vertebrae, or it's whole structure of a curve. Now you're getting into more, you're beginning the global impression. Yeah. Now that's a subluxation. Now what happens? Then it causes stress on the nerves. Now those nerves, the organs that the nerves go to are going to progressively weaken, degenerate, and cause disease. You have to say the word disease. You got to go all the way to the end on that one. You can't say it's going to affect your health because it's too vague. They don't get it.
0: Yep, absolutely. And then the
1: the next major connection in posture, say once whole sections, if individual vertebrae or whole regions of the spine shift out of place, then it weakens the rest of the structure of your spine and distorts your posture. Now immediately right there, here's where you're working into global. Yep. So that's where you say, okay, once or hey, once one region or vertebrae shifts out of place, then it weakens the whole spine. Now, when the whole when your posture is weak, your whole spine is weak. Now the whole spinal cord is under stress because we know when you lose the lordotic curve. I mean, Alf Bragg already showed causes tension on the cord. I mean, every chiropractor
0: knows that, right? And you know what's ironic? I had that slide on my iPhone too, and I actually showed. The uh, slide that we actually show in our seminars, because I'm a nerd, I carry that stuff on my phone, and I, I showed them the flexion and extension of the cadaver, pulling the nerve roots up against the IVF and shutting down the blood supply and the nerve function, and I quizzed them, and I said, is this good or is this bad? And of course, they could see the slack in the spinal cord, and I represented that as good posture or lordosis, and I asked them, what do you think would happen if that went to your stomach? because you already answered it, what, what do you think that would happen if it went down your leg? And they would always answer, oh, pain in my leg. And, and when they say stomach, they, they look at you and say, oh, well, stomach problems. You know, they don't say stomach pain. It's interesting. And then it leads into heartburn, and then that's how I got the story going a lot of times. Right, exactly. Now, that's a consultation. What you're doing is you're combining
1: a postural exam with a consultation. That's exactly how you do a screening.
0: Yeah, and you know what's—it's it's ironic though. It's this stuff is—it's common sense to us doctors. I think we need to, you know, we we can't underestimate what they know. We assume too many times that patients understand these things, and that they, because you know, it's been, you know, ingrained in us in chiropractic school. well, I should say some of the schools, um, it's been ingrained in us uh, the truth of subluxation and and the correction, and we assume that these people just know that. You know, it's a nerve that's causing her sciatica. And once you're on that sciatica, you know, you jump to, hey, that nerve goes to your organs too. Did you know that? And it's so easy. We just have to tell people.
1: Well, and here's the challenge. And I talked about this speaking in Anaheim is the challenge is we want to tell them what we know. When in reality, they don't care what we know. If we want to be effective at communicating, we got to find out what they know. So when we quit caring about what we know yep. and we start caring about what they know, then we're going to ask questions and do exactly what you did, Joe. Start quizzing Hey, what if th- that goes your-
0: Right. And I think you cut out there again. Rick. Well, yeah. So there right we there, you have heart-
1: heartburn, indigestion, nausea. Yeah. You know, we become more effective when – we care more about what they know than what we know. And that's the problem with people that are too dang smart. You know, you go to all these seminars and you want to show people what you know. And you think, if I show them more, if I show them that I know more, that they're going to commit. And that's just not true. So when you get out of trying to convince people with everything that you know and you get into giving them a little bit of information and then doing exactly what you did, Joe, asking them a question hey, which one looks healthier? This spinal cord that's relaxed with big fat blood, with big fat arteries, or this one that's all stretched where the arteries are being constricted? Well, the one constricted. Now, if that's if that's going to your stomach, what's going to happen to your stomach? And that's when you said they have a realization, wow, it's going to get sick right there. So you get got heartburn, ingestion, nausea, ulcers. Yeah. And so when we forget about what we know, lose interest in what you know because you know, not you but chiropractors right. out there, you know too much. It's actually better for dumber. Yeah, I mean, the dumber you are, that's what you say. The dumber you act, the more successful you're going to be because then you won't talk so much. You'll start asking questions. Yeah. And that's really what coaching is. When you're curious about what – Yeah. Questions and you watch a complete transformation in people's understanding. They know. Then you start asking questions. You know, the next thing to understand, like we go through this in the pre-consultation is saying, hey, there's many postural distortions that don't cause any pain. So you can have postural distortions, never even know it. And that's the same thing. Somebody comes in with back pain, yet they have a forward head, but they don't have any neck pain. Right. So you're going to show them an exam. Now, the key there is when you follow the the pre-consultation consultation with an exam, then they have to know that they're injured from tip to tail. And we cover this in the boot camps. Like you got to dig until they squirm because what you're going to be digging on and if they don't have pain there and you're going to be like, look, oh, here's your problem. And you ask them, does that hurt? Yep. And it doesn't. Then they're like, this dude's trying to talk me into something. Now I
0: feel like I'm being sold, just fix my back. And the problem is, that, you know, they, they literally, from a nerve standpoint, I mean, you literally get used to that abnormal problem. And so you need to get get it over the threshold. So we all know that that large anterior head carriage is going to be detrimental. I mean, it's there's, there's nobody could argue that. There's nobody that could argue it, even a person that's not a doctor. And so we can feel how tight and spasm they're in, you know, in their rhomboids and in their traps, but they don't know that they're that tight. They've simply gotten used to it. And I learned a lot when you came down and you taught our clinic that as well too, because a lot of times we palpate and we can feel it, but we don't convey that to the patient.
1: Well, yeah, if they don't know it, then they think you're trying to sell them. Now here's how you handle the back pain objection. So what you do is when, when you're asking, even in a consultation, you're asking a patient about their sinuses and they're there with back pain, like, and they start getting irritated then, see, when you have the right pre consultation, then you can go back and go, remember we said did many, many postural distortions. Uh, well, you have a problem in one area, it weakens the rest of your spine. You can say, did you know that many back problems are caused from problems elsewhere in the spine? And they'll go, no, because you can have a posterior or you can have an anterior thoracic translation causing a spondylo and a disc problem in the low back, right? Well, what's the problem? It's yep. a thoracic cage. Yep. It's not the low back. That's secondary. So then a person will go, no. And then, I, and then in the pre-consultation, you said, remember we said many postural distortions don't cause any pain. Right. And they'll go, yeah. And then you say, well, do you know that we're using organ problems to determine where the stress on your spine and nervous system is? So the reason I'm asking you about your sinuses is you may have weak curves in your neck causing stress to the nerves that are weakening your immune system that now can show that that's why your back's weak. Did you know that? And they'll go, no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you just handle the objection and at the same time, taught them sinus problems are related to back problems. And that's where when people say, you know, I had allergies, but they went away when I was a kid. Yep. Now immediately what they're doing is they're minimizing. Well, what you can do is say, well, allergies, did you know, allergies are a result of maybe the, maybe the curve in your neck never formed right. Did you know – now, if you had neck uh, allergies as a kid, you may have had weakness in the structure of your neck and now you're 35 years old with back pain. Right. So maybe your problem started in your neck when you were childhood and now you got a blown disc and you're 40.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And that's, and that's true. So that's where you can't minimize – you have to ask the organ problems and you can't minimize conditions they had as a child. Because that means their spine never developed normally. And now they're coming to you with back pain and they're 35 or 50 years old when in reality their spine was never healthy. Now now we know that, but you have to know how to communicate it to them.
0: Yeah. And you know what's interesting, you know, because I did a little bit of this when I was doing my makeshift uh, spinal screening uh, right there and – you know, immediately being able to give them a feedback and showing them their posture right then and there after I had already went through this because I said, well, let's go ahead and take a look how well you're doing. And then of course, everybody else is looking in on it, but they had objective proof. And what would the coolest thing about that, Fred, is after I had a little audience there, I was able to, they already had the posture assessment on their phone because I just emailed it to them and they just realized, Hey, my posture does affect these things because I already elicited it out of them just like you're doing. Right. Well, that's where, when you support that
1: with a workshop, you know, uh, Joe, we just are, are in the last stages of developing our workshop, and many chiropractors know the study by Freeman, the Journal of American Medical Association, in 1957, talks about digestive problems, weakened immune system, and even goes all the way to a shortened lifespan. We have another slide that shows the research showing that people with spinal problems, abnormal trunk, Posture, you know, translations, loss of lordotic curves, not only associated with disability, but they affect economic conditions. In other words, people with subluxated spines don't make as much money. Well, yep. You know, their their, uh, personal relationships suffer. So here we got people giving you objections on time and money, yet the research supports – that hey, your financial condition may not, or your ability to work may not be the same. Your the quality of your marriage may not be the same, and that's what people will buy, yep. not back pain. They'll buy. I want a better marriage. I
0: want yep. to be more financially free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not logic why they buy. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, it's totally emotional. Yeah, I mean, it's it, just. I mean, think about it. I mean, everybody buys on emotion. We know that. I mean, did I have to be at the Apple Store? Waiting in line for six hours, I mean, come on, really did I have to uh, hopefully my wife isn't listening to this of course it's related to work honey uh, but yeah. ser- but seriously it's emotion, it really is, and you know as far as that their health is all emotion, so we have to tap into that and is is there some good key words that you can listen to, Fred? I mean obviously I know it because I, I've been with you, but you know, our audience may not be aware of that, what What are some like key body language things or maybe some key words to listen in on, you know, to see are they paying attention, are they getting it? I mean, for the for the doctor or maybe the student that's new out of school that's listening to our, our podcast, what clues could you give them about just general body language and communication with that, that gives them the cues that, hey, this person's really listening, Then they're not just saying, hey, yeah, okay, just so that you're done talking. Well, I talked about this
1: today in a teleconference, actually. When you look at, people are going 100 miles an hour, man, and they're looking at this. They rush into the chiropractor. Look, I got back pain, and their attitude is, hey, man, this is the Indy 500, you know, and I'm coming in for my pit stop, so make it fast because I got to go on with my life. And you're trying to teach them something, you know, and they're like, look, it's taking too long. So they, you already know they're coming 100 miles an hour. They barely want to stop and they want to move out, and your job is to bring them into awareness. So one of the main things you have to do is you have to maintain good eye contact. Mm-hmm. Number one, they have to be looking at you. doesn't mean they're paying attention, but they have to be looking at you. You got to get that. If they're not making direct eye contact, I guarantee you – they're thinking about the hundred million things that are in their head. I always get and a that, little. I always get a little closer when they're not looking at you. I get a little closer in their personal space. Well, exactly. We talked about that this weekend in Anaheim. Interpersonal distance is big. If you want to create influence, your interpersonal distance should not be more than two feet. You should be about a foot and a half to two feet max from that person. At that and you just do it innately, Joe. But you know the when you get in that space. They can't think of anything else. You maintain good eye contact. The next thing is you have to ask them questions and check in with them. If you're talking for more than like three minutes, they already stopped listening. Yep. So you got to check in with them, maintain eye contact and keep a close personal distance and their words, tone and body language have to match. In other words, when you ask them a question – they have to say yes and they have to shake their head yes, mm-hmm. and it has to be a confirming tone. If there's, because people will tell you what they think you want to hear and they'll move according to how they think. Yep. So their objection is in their body language. They're yep. sitting there telling you, oh yeah, I'm totally committed, while they're shaking their head no. Right. Absolutely. So that's where for anybody to, to really pay attention and know if they're telling you the truth maintain good eye contact, stay within a close distance, and their words and body language have to match. In other words, if they're saying yes, their head has to move up and down. Absolutely. And they have to have a very confirming tone. Anything other than that, they're telling you what you want to hear, and they're going to do what they want, not what you say. Yep. So when these are things, Joe, as you know, we teach in the boot camp, how to read people's body language, you know, it's so interesting because – Doctors are sitting there telling a the patient everything they know while they're shaking their head no. Yeah. Some a, a lot of times your body language is talking your patients right out of your care because you're not conscious of how you're moving. Yeah. It, you know, and it's go ahead. No, I was keep going. Well, I was going to say it's it's unfortunate because. So many doctors are unaware of basic communication principles of influence. So it doesn't matter what's on their x-ray. It doesn't matter if you can help them. It matters your ability to teach and influence and inspire a patient. And that, a lot of times, has nothing to do with what you say. It has to do with how you move, your eye contact, and making sure everything matches. And that's what builds trust.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too. When you look at some of the the biggest... um, Uh, doctors that have some of the largest practices, sometimes they're not really the best clinicians and you know, it has to do with uh, like what you're saying, they're masters at communication. They're very, very good and very good, powerful speakers. And you know, for the most part, if you're good with that, you, you know, it's unfortunate because I know so many great chiropractors that are better clinicians than I am and book smart. They are incredible. Um, But yet they don't know how to communicate. Unfortunately, that really lacks in, in, um, well, any doctor's education Um, because I have, you know, a lot of friends and a lot of the medical doctors, I would say 90% of the MDs I know have no personal skills at all with their patients, you know, and we have to be hands on. it's unfortunate that we don't spend more time with this in school because so many doctors are graduated that know what to do clinically, but they just can't keep the patients in there long enough to actually do it. And the same thing with structural-based doctors, you know, you can know how to fix the spine, come to all our seminars and know what to do when that double curve scoliosis comes in. But if you can't keep a person that needs nine months to a year and then lifetime of supportive care for scoliosis, if you can't keep them well-educated on why they're coming in and show them predictable changes and communicate that, they'll never stay with you. And then you'll have a very stressful life trying to always get new patients.
1: Well, and the worst thing is, you know, chiropractic's not a career. It's a calling. I mean, it's a life purpose. So, so to not fulfill that, even when you spend all these times learning how to fix the spine, you know, you want to reach your goals. You want to be fulfilled. And, and you know, that's, you know, I was like you, Joe. I mean, I totally admire your passion and your purpose because you really have nothing to gain other than the fact that your heart loves chiropractic, you love spinal correction, you love your iPhone app and you're yeah. sitting there doing screenings when you're not gonna get any patients out yeah, of it. It's exactly I was in California for crying out loud. Yeah, so I mean that shows your purpose. You know, so the thing was I was like that, but before I knew how to communicate, man, getting forty, fifty new patients a month and and you know, watching them go out the door when their pain was gone was so incredibly frustrating that, you know, the only reason that I, you know, I had to go outside of chiropractic to learn communication and get coached. But that was just because, you know, I failed faster than everybody else at 50, 40, 50 new patients a month. I'm just failing a heck of a lot faster than someone who's got 10.
0: Right. Absolutely. That's a lot of new patients to process too. It must have been exhausting.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I was just like you, you know, being a crowd and we didn't have, I didn't have an iPhone app, but you know, you just had your passion. So so that's the thing. If you're going to spend that energy and process people, you know, number one, you want to teach them the truth. Like you said, Joe, seven out of 10, we're talking about pain and how they weren't fixed. Mm-hmm. And only three out of those 10, that's 30%. That's not good enough for what we're doing. Yep. We need to
0: take more responsibility and really learning how to teach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what do you have coming up, Fred? You have, some, you have a seminar coming up in eight, beginning of April, correct? Yeah,
1: so I guess we'll give Elite the
0: shameless plug. but of uh, Yeah, we have
1: the boot camps. We have boot camps, uh, like eight boot camps a year, and that's exactly what we teach you. It's not just learning chiropractic or learning how to go to posture. It's learning all those communication dynamics that really have nothing to do with chiropractic but helps a person learn something unfamiliar really fast, how to read people, how to, how to use your body language, their body language. To be able to, to really hear what they're not saying, handle their objections, and get them right from pain to posture, posture to organs, and into and commitment for a full spine correction.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, we're, we're teaching a, a conflicting conference, so I can't personally be there, but we're going to try and have our staff there as well. And uh, I, even though Dr. Deed is not here, I guess I can, since I am the CTO, of that big... Uh, Those big three letters for CBPI should at least give us a shameless plug that we'll be in Orlando for a drop table seminar. And, you know, we definitely stress posture, obviously, at that seminar and go into short leg analysis and and really the hands on on how to correct it with with drop table technique. And then that's at March twenty sixth, 27th in Orlando. And then we have a seminar coming up in the northeast at the Hyatt Moorestown um, at, uh, and that's April 9th and 10th. And that's a really intense scoliosis seminar. So if there's doctors that are going to be in the Northeast, um, that are interested in scoliosis, which I know a lot of you are, that would be a great seminar to come to. And you'll be at that one too, correct? Um, yeah, I'll be,
1: I'll be at that one in New York or Jersey.
0: Yeah, that, that'd be, that'd be great to see you there though. So uh, anything else you want to close with? And I know Dr. Deed is going to be with us next time. Unfortunately, there, there was something that came up that was an emergency. Everything's okay. But uh, he couldn't be with us, even though I like to give him a hard time that he's slacking. He, was slackin'. he uh, actually, an emergency, did come up with one of his staff members, and he had to uh, drive back from, he's actually moving to Boise, Idaho right now. So they had to, him and his wife actually had to get back to the office. So hopefully everything is going out okay over there. But uh, he'll be in, and we're actually bringing in a lot of uh, guest speakers uh, that have agreed to come on. Um, And uh, so I guess uh, our community, I can actually just ask for a shameless uh, suggestion, if they will, to uh, rate us on iTunes and to just get the word out to their peers and uh, let them know that United is all about really bringing uh, chiropractic together. And that's one of the reasons why we want to have other speakers and Fred, you know this. We're even going to have people that do what you're doing on Kyra United because we want to bring everybody together.
1: Yeah, it's all perspectives. You know, we want all perspectives. We're we're open and uh, give everybody a forum to uh, communicate their passion and purpose in chiropractic. You know, we're bringing research, management, business, and philosophy and principle, combining all at one. That's why there's Chiropractic right. United. So we appreciate your loyalty. Listen every week. And uh, we got an amazing uh, online coaching where you can watch streaming video. You can actually watch how to take a person from pain to posture predictably, how to get into posture organs. The research that's used to back that, an ROF that gets people committed, you know, and how to coach people through a whole program, not only so they complete the program and understand lifestyle chiropractic, but more importantly, make messengers out of each patient.
0: Yep. And the one thing I wanted to say before we close, too, is that if any of you out there really have a topic that you would like us to address, um, we'll be happy to do that. Just email us. You can email any of us. And if you have a question, obviously, you can get a hold of me at drjoe at idealspine.com. You can get a hold of Dr. Deed at, at idealspine.com. And Fred, what, I can never remember your email address. Yeah, I'm Dr. Fred, D-R-F-R-E-D-1, the number one, Dr. Fred one at MSN.com. And if there's something that somebody would like us to cover, or topic, or special guests that you think that we should have on, you know, we have a long list of uh, guest uh, doctors that are going to be speaking here. I think we got everybody scheduled out starting next week. Um, just drop us a line. Let us know what you'd like us to cover because, you know, we have a lot of popularity in iTunes and... We want to cover what the masses want to hear. So we want to bring chiropractors together. So um, I'd like to close and just say thank you for listening. And we'll be back this time next week. And it's always our goal to get this into the feed on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Sounds awesome. Uh, you know,
1: Thanks for being loyal to the Chiropractic United talk show. This uh, It's always fun chatting with you, Joe. And uh, you too, uh, yeah, we'll talk to everyone soon. See you next week.
0: Okay, sounds good.